Welcome to The Expositor Podcast with Dr. Stephen J. Lawson. Dr. Lawson is the founder and president of One Passion Ministries. The Expositor Podcast is focused on taking your preaching to the next level. Now, here's Dr. Lawson. In this podcast, I want to talk to you some more about how do I preach predestination. We have already discussed this in the two previous podcasts, but I want to address it a third time because I I have more to say uh, about this, and I think it is this important. And the reason why it is so important is that it deals with the character of God. It deals with the purposes and the will of God. Uh, This is so God-exalting, man-humbling, joy-producing, Christ-conforming, missions-launching, evangelism-stirring, obedience-producing. This book, or this topic, is critically important. Now, I have already given ten reasons why to preach or how to preach predestination. Biblically, sequentially, patiently, lovingly, devotionally, pastorally, evangelistically, unashamedly, confidently, and openly. I want to build out now from that, and I would say 11th, proportionately. And by that I mean predestination is not in every verse in the Bible, so don't be one of these hyper-preachers who is reading this into every sermon and every verse in the Bible, preach it proportionately. There needs to be balance and and symmetry. And as the Bible brings it out, you bring it out. And there are times that you bring it into a sermon because it's the unseen foundation for what is taking place. I, I admit that. But we also don't want to swing the pendulum to the other extreme Uh, away from those who never preach on it and become those who preach on it every single time. Don't fall into that trap. We want to be known for preaching Jesus Christ and Him crucified. We want to be known for preaching the gospel. We want to be known for helping people in the pursuit of holiness. And while I know I'm known for preaching this truth on predestination, I, I I can't help what people think. Nevertheless, I want to first and foremost be known as a gospel preacher, uh, as, a, as a Bible preacher. So, uh, preach it proportionately. Move on to other subjects. Move on to other texts. And, and sometimes one minute on predestination will feel like ten minutes to some people as they're, as they're listening to this because it's a heavy subject. Just be aware that uh, you don't want to ride this like a hobby horse and are always speaking on this. Twelfth, uh, preach it theologically. Uh, in other words, show how it fits into the larger spectrum of systematic theology. Whatever you believe about one doctrine affects what you believe about 10 or 15 other doctrines. The the whole Bible and theology is woven together like a tapestry, and the doctrine of predestination is woven so tightly with other uh, doctrines in systematic theology, 
that you also need to explain how predestination relates to prayer, the work of evangelism, uh, missions, preaching, Christian living. Uh, show how it is connected theologically with, with other issues. Uh, 13, preach it wisely. Um, it requires wisdom and, and discretion to know how to present this. Um, I, I know as a husband and a father, I can present something to my wife or children in one way that will maybe unnecessarily provoke them, or I can present the same thing another way and they will hear me and lovingly receive it. Uh, Proverbs 15 verse 2 says, The tongue of the wise makes knowledge acceptable. So think about how you can wisely uh, teach this truth. For example, timing is everything. Uh, there will be a time in your pastoral ministry to bring this up. Uh, you need to have sensitivity to that. Uh, if you're assuming a new pastorate, I wouldn't preach this my first Sunday uh, that I'm in a church, almost like I'm going out of my way to bring this up. There's the proper time. Uh, for you to introduce this. So show sensitivity. Um, and you need to perhaps teach on other things that will even lay a greater foundation to come to this truth. Uh, 14, preach it historically. By that I mean show how the great men of church history have stood on this issue. I've written a book called Pillars of Grace in which I trace the 22 leading uh, historical figures in the church from the 1st to the 16th century, and I show in their own words how every single one of these men believed in this truth, held fast to this truth. Um, in the last church that I pastored, I, I met with the men on Friday morning, and I had some 60 at times as many as 80 men who had come to my men's Bible study, and I wanted them to see that as we believe this in this church, we're not out on an island by ourselves. We're not the only people who have ever believed this. In fact, the great theologians, the great preachers, the great hymn writers, the great missionaries, great seminary professors, they have all spoken with one voice on this subject. Show historically how the giants of church history have embraced this, and you're in good company uh, to believe this truth. And then finally, preach it realistically, 15th. And by realistically, I mean you're going to have to have a realization that not everyone is going to believe this, and not everyone's going to receive this. And even in Jesus' own ministry in John chapter 6 and in verse 66, it says, Many withdrew from him and would no longer walk with him because of these words that he said. Well, the very previous verse, he said, No one can come to me except the Father who sent me draws him. Even Jesus didn't have uh, a glad reception. Well, if he didn't, you're not going to have a glad reception always as you preach this truth. You may become very controversial. Uh, you may become not only a much-loved, but a much-hated man. I certainly have been. But at the end of the day, um, we have to be true to the Word of God and to our own conscience and to realize 
that not everyone's going to believe this. I remember when I was in seminary, a professor saying, if when you teach this, there are not some people who are troubled by it, you probably have not taught it well. Uh, because when you do, there, there will be this pushback. But many of those people who initially pushed back like I did will eventually come to the knowledge of it. At the end of the day, God is sovereign over who believes in His sovereignty. So just leave it with God. And your, mess, your responsibility is to be faithful. God's responsibility is to bring forth the fruit. Well, I hope this is helpful to you. Um, shout it from the housetops. Preach the Word and preach this glorious truth of God's supreme authority. And He'll bless your ministry. God bless you.